myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You love back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words then maybe it's not true Welcome along to NUFC Matters. Those were the days with George Mitchell. Hi, George. How are you? Hi. Great, Steve. Thank you. Had a good Easter. Yes, and you, mate. Yeah, uh, yes, very good. yes, yes, indeed. Great stuff. So what season are we looking at this? 76-77. Uh, this is uh, in the uh, the era of Gordon Lee, of course, and uh, all that that means. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it's a, it, 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 I'm sure people will find it an interesting season if they weren't around. Uh, lots of uh, highlights and drama and all sorts of things. Um, just to, as I usually do to paint the picture, if you're a, if you're a, a music fan, um, Dancing Queen Abba was top, Bohemian Rhapsody the Queen, uh, If You Leave Me Now, Chicago, don't go breaking my heart, Elton John and Kiki D. So that's, that's not a bad music uh, uh, playback uh, list. And if you go to the cinema, you got the pictures. Top was Rocky, it was a top bunny earner. A Star is Born, King Kong and Silver Streak. That's quite a nice uh, uh, group of films as well um, uh, to, to set, set the scene. Um, 76, 77... Um, was uh, um, interesting for me as a, as a uh, professionally because I was uh, uh, now taking up a, a, a very senior role in the university and um, uh, it slightly curbed some of my travels, but uh, that's no matter. We we're still we still managed to time of the time of the football, so we're off on seventy six seventy seven. And guess what the first game is? You can guess, Steve, you've done this often enough. <laughs> it's got to be a friendly. It's a friendly, yes, yes. It's a home friendly uh, with uh, Southend United at uh, St. James's Park. And uh, to add grist to the mill, um, it's behind closed doors. Now, I don't know what that was about, what Gordon Lee was on there, but it was a behind closed doors friendly. Now, normally, when they, quite often when they do that, they don't even advertise them. But here they are as part of their uh, stats for that year. They, they, they list the friendly against Southend United. So this season, we're in we're in the Division 1, of course. And we're in the FA Cup, the League Cup. And we're back in the Anglo-Scottish Cup, which uh, some think we should be and some think we shouldn't be. But in terms of uh, the directors, I think, of course, it's, it's about making money for them. Um, and uh, first uh, game is uh, um, is away to Sheffield United um, in in the Anglo-Scottish Cup, and uh, we win uh, one nil. We beat, beat Sheffield United one nil. Alan Gowland scores the goal, and there's a um, eight thousand crowd, which suggests that the Sheffield public aren't that numbered with by it as as ours aren't. Um, the next game is a is a in a way another away game at at Hull City, and uh, it, I've got for, for once the, I was able to find the details for this one, 
uh, and uh, it's a miserable nil-nil draw. Um, uh, it's uh, only 5,000 in the ground at Booth Ferry Park. And even at that ground, that would, wouldn't uh, look very nice. But uh, um, their whole city manager is uh, John Kay, who who was um, a very popular player uh, in the first division with uh, with West Bromwich Albion. Um, I think he played once for England, but that was all. But it, but a, a talented player when he played. And uh, again, as a... Um, um, a team that's uh, building up this whole world at the time, mixture of young people and and, and uh, professionals on their way out, as it were, without being too unkind. Um, Peter Daniel in in, in that back line, um, Chris uh, uh, Galvin, um, Peter Haig, Dave Gibson, ex Manchester United, George Lyle, uh, ex uh, West Ham. Um, John Hawley, ex-Leeds uh, United, and Dave suddenly ex-Leeds United. So um, uh, a team, a, a mixture of, as I say, young uh, players and, and, and talented uh, professionals. We send our, uh, Gordon Lee sends our, what is supposed to be our first team. You've now got young Roger Jones in goal uh, uh, for a start with uh, Nat Riston Kennedy at fullback, Tommy Cassidy. Pat Howard, Jeff Nolte, Stuart Barraclough, Graham Oates, John Tudor, Alan Gowland, and Tommy Craig. Um, now that's interesting in the sense that uh, um, John Tudor, the season before, hardly only played six games the whole whole season. And yet here he is already featured in uh, in, in a game. Uh, it was a nil-nil draw, miserable, miserable draw, but uh, nonetheless, it kept way in the uh, in the Anglo-Scottish Cup. And then the next game is a is a well, I call all old-fashioned style call a derby match against Middlesbrough in, in the Anglo-Scottish Cup. And they um, is that oh, home or away, George? That's uh, home, home. Home, sorry. Yeah, and uh, we. Uh, have a 16,000 crowd. It's not the biggest crowd, but it's not a not a bad crowd either. But uh, um, and uh, we uh, we beat Middlesbrough three nil. Um, Gowland scores two. Stuart Barraclough scores the other. In fact, we're three nil up at half time. Uh, but second half, Middlesbrough dig in and we don't score any more. So that that cements with top of the. Uh, uh, the particular group we're in in in, in this Anglo-Scottish Cup, uh, and, and indeed we, we come out top, um, fifteen thousand seven hundred at the game. As I said, it's interesting looking at some of the referees that pop up as well, especially with the debate about whether referees from particular areas should be allowed to to, to uh, um, uh, referee a teams, uh, certain teams, and, and this this match was refereed by George Courtney, of course, who's from Spennymoor, and you could argue that he's halfway between Middlesbrough and Newcastle. Uh, but George Courtney was a well-respected referee anyway. So 3-0, and, and we've topped our group in the, in the Anglo-Scottish Cup and, and, and going to uh, going to the next round, which is uh, which I suppose is, is what we really want to, uh, to happen. So we're now getting into the, 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 the first division proper, the, 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 the league games, and, and 
first game is an interesting one against Derby, who we always have a, um, always, in my opinion, have good games with Derby. Derby always play good football and, and, and we, we tend to respond to them as well. Um, so we, uh, uh, 36,000 at the first league game, which is, which is good. Um, shows how, how uh, serious the, 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 the supporters are taking the league this season. Um, we've got Mick Mahoney back in goal, who was regarded as our first choice goalkeeper. Uh, Natris Kennedy, Ray Hudson makes an appearance, an old uh, uh, local lad who, who, who got in the first team. John Bird, Jeff Nuntley, Stuart Barraclough, Graham Oates, another local lad who come up through the ranks, Mickey Burns, Alan Gowlin, and Tommy Craig. Now that, that's our team, and, and uh, um, it, 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 they played quite well, is all I'd say, because I remember being at this game. Um, and uh, Derby County, of course, still managed by Dave Mackay and, and hotly tipped to be present for the title this, this year. And uh, with all the stars, Rod Thomas and David Nish at fullback. Nish came from Leicester. Colin Todd, of course, from our friends down the road. Roy McFarlane. Archie Gemmell, Scottish midfielder. Leighton James, a flying Welsh winger. Bruce Riaco made as much uh, of a name for himself as a manager as he does a, did a player. Um, Henry Newton. Charlie George, the ex-Arsenal schemer and uh, talented winger. And uh, Kevin Hector, the centre forward, who who was uh, Derby bred and born, um, a good game, and it, it, uh, as always, a good uh, um, uh, uh, football game between the two sides. Um, Ray Hudson gives us a seven-minute lead. Um, David Nish equalises on eighteen, and then Charlie George on fifty-one minutes gives Derby the lead. And then on 80 minutes, there's a there's a scuffle in the penalty area and Newcastle get a penalty and Tommy Craig slots that home, gets a 2-2 draw. So we kick off the season with a 2-2 draw against who many people think are the team that's going to win the league this time. Um, and the next game is an away game at Spurs uh, at uh, White Hart Lane. And uh, we... Uh, We know this is going to be difficult. White Hart Lane usually is um, twenty five thousand at the game. Um, the uh, Tottenham uh, team has uh, uh, managed to course by an ex Newcastle coach now, Keith Birkenshaw, who who we got to know very well. He was he was Joe Harvey's coach. He's now Tottenham manager, um, and the Tottenham teams. Uh, in transition, there's names in that uh, are new to the, the club and coming up through the through the club. But uh, uh, people like uh, the goalkeeper Barry Dawns, Terry Neal at a fullback, um, uh, Steve Perryman. Now by now, Steve Perryman's made his mark and is starting to be regarded as an England player. Um, Ralph Coates, ex England we had the bought from Burnley, and of course he's a Geordie from. From this part of the world, uh, Jerry Armstrong, uh, big Irish centre forward who, who did wonders in the in the World Cup for Northern Ireland, in Spain, and uh, 
Jones, of course, the, the, the flying Welsh left winger. We went with uh, the same team as uh, we played. We started the derby game with with Mahoney, Natris, Kennedy, um, Ray Hudson, John Bird, Jeff Nulty, Stuart Barraclough, Graham Oates, Mickey Burns and Alan Gowell and, and Tommy Craig. Mickey Burns gets injured and Ray Blackhall, another local lad, uh, comes on as substitute halfway through the second half for, for Newcastle. And, uh, well, it's it big surprise would beat Spurs 2-0. Uh, it's not what people were expecting at all. Um, it uh, um, was uh, Mickey Burns just before he went off injured on 75 minutes. And then in 85 minutes, Stuart Barraclough scores the second second goal, um, uh, giving us a nice 2-0 win, which is... Totally unexpected with 25,000 at the game, which isn't a big crowd for Spurs, but um, it's a good time to catch Spurs because they, they were, having been regarded as championship material for a couple of years, they're now, as I say, in transmission, transition. Mackay's gone to Spurs, to Derby, etc. Um, and so to get a, a, an away win there was a, an excellent way to start our season. And the next game's. Uh, a home game um, to Bristol City. Um, I uh, didn't have a programme for, for that one, but... Um, but Dave Cook did. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, David. That's great. It just fills in nicely, yes. yeah. Um, I don't know why some of them are available and some of them are. So it's good that Dave's had them... Uh, Around that's that's a, a big help. Anyway, um, Bristol City um, surprise package of the first division in in many ways. Um, uh, with uh, our team was uh, Mick Mahoney, Irvin Natras, Alan Kennedy, Ray Hudson, John Bird, Jeff Nutley, Barraclough, Oates. Uh, Paul Cannell comes in at uh, at centre forward. He gives John Tudor another run out, and uh, Tommy Craig. Halfway through the second half, Tommy Craig gets injured and Pat Howard has to come on. Um, and uh, Bristol City, as I say, a, a surprise package in the first division. And they um, uh, have a team of, uh, well, up-and-coming players and, and one or two um, older players holding them together. Their manager is a, a bloke called Alan Dix, who was an ex-West Ham uh, player, but who finished his career at Bristol City, um, and their their side has uh, one or two uh, big uh, former big names: Brian Drysdale from Leeds, Gary Collier from 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 uh, Leeds, uh, Clive Whitehead, um, Gerald Gow, who, who uh, um, played for a short while for Manchester United and then went on to West Brom. Then under Bristol City, and Tommy Ritchie um, leading the line. Um, a good football inside, but um, on this particular day, uh, with thirty-two thousand at the game, um, playing playing very defensively, and and it was a it was a miserable nil-nil. It wasn't even an attractive nil. It really wasn't a miserable nil-nil. However, we're still not uh, losing losing ground. We're, we're going ahead. 
and we uh, we're now stepping out into the League Cup for the first time and the, the second round of the, the League Cup, and uh, we get drawn against uh, Gillingham, and uh, that's it. Uh, yeah, that's uh, away from home, and uh, well, unknown quantity as far as Newcastle's concerned. I, I think this. I think only the second time in my entire history that we've played Gillingham, but that's by the by. We we, we got to go everywhere, and uh, we uh, full team: Mahoney, Natras, Kennedy, Hudson, Bird, Nulty, Barraclough, Oates, uh, Canal, and uh, Tommy Cassidy. Um, and Gordon Lee decides to give a run out to another youngster called Alan Guy, who didn't make much of a profession at uh, Newcastle, but did go have a decent career, but away from Newcastle uh, after Lee, Lee left. Um, Gillingham, um, the, the manager's a, a, a former um, Portsmouth player, Jerry Summers, who played in the... Um, Champions team years and years before before this, but he uh, he's found his way to managing uh, Gillingham, which is uh, which is good for him. And uh, again, at, um, with a lower league team, you, you, there's one or two names you can uh, you pick out. Dick Tidyman, for example, who was a, another big Portsmouth player. Graham Knight from from Brighton, uh, John Overton from Leeds, Danny Westwood from Leeds, and. Uh, uh, Darian Richardson, who was uh, um, from West Ham uh, in his in his early days, um, a, a decent game, but and a one which uh, we were expected to win. Well, Paul Canal gets uh, us in the lead at, on forty minutes, um, and we get a sweat on because uh, Mark Weatherly, their centre forward, equalises on seventy nine minutes, and we don't get a. The winner until 85 minutes from Tommy Cassidy. So through we go to the next round of the League Cup. So uh, well, season's starting quite well. It's uh, it's uh, another another victory, which uh, which is uh, um, uh, keeping the pod boiling. Is I think is one way to describe it. The next game is a, a next is a league game, and it's away at the Middlesbrough, and uh, that's it. We're playing. Uh, Middlesbrough in 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 the league and uh, twenty seven thousand at at Aston Park, and uh, we it's always going to be a tough game. It's never never easy game. Because as I say, I, I regard these as much as derby games as I do against the Maccabs, but um, not everybody does, and certainly not these days because we've blocked names since we played them. Um, anyway, we 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 go to uh, Middlesbrough with uh, um, uh, to Aston Park to with. Uh, um, Full team, Mahoney, Natras, Kennedy, etc., all the way down. Only changes is that uh, Alan Guy's dropped out because Mickey Burns is fit again. And uh, um, Alan Gowlin and Tommy Craig on the left. Tommy Craig gets injured uh, halfway through the second half and Paul Canal comes on as sub. Um, and it's interesting in these games, of course, we're now seeing the introduction of substitutes for the, for the only the I think it's the second or third season since it happened. Uh, but uh, interestingly, Lee uh, used them a lot more than Joe Harvey did when, when he had the opportunity. Middlesbrough, of course, are currently managed in this game by Jack Charlton. And uh, um, 
and our team's uh, got one or two Geordies, their team got one or two Geordies in it. Um, well, Jim Platt, the goalkeeper, is a well-known Irish goal, Island goalkeeper. John Craggs, our former fullback, a right-back. Left-backs, Terry Cooper, ex-Leeds. Uh, Tony McAndrew, um, a Middlesbrough stalwart. Stuart Boehm, who used to play for us. Willie Madrin, a, um, a Middlesbrough, uh, Middlesbrough stalwart. Graeme Souness, of course, who uh, uh, we got to know uh, very well and still see on the television. Um Sometimes talking about this, sometimes cursing us by the way he talks, but never mind. Uh, Phil Bowman said that they got from Liverpool. David Armstrong, David Mills, who uh, um, was their star player. Um, and of course, made a lot of money by big money transfer to West Brom and then eventually came to us and had a shorter career with us because he had a, a dreadful car crash in the Tyne Tunnel. Uh, blocked the Tyne Tunnel for a whole day. Um and Alan Willie on the on the on on the left side of their attack, um, um, a, re- a reasonable game, um, uh, but unfortunately a one that we we lose one nil, and uh, it's David Mills on eighty four minutes. Just when we thought we we're going to get another nil nil, David Mills pops up on eighty four minutes and and turns it into a into a um, a loss, which is uh, disappointing. However. Um, uh, we're still uh, in a good position in the league, and the next league game is a is a home match against uh, Manchester United, and uh, we uh, um, always always know this is going to be a, a difficult difficult game, and uh, we uh, not disappointed. It, it it is it is a it, it's a tough game. It's a good but it's a good game, and I can, I can remember this this game because. Uh, um, we, uh, we, um, I mean, the Gall- certainly in the Gallagher corner, I thought we were on my way to a, to a, a victory over them for once with uh, Paul Canal scoring uh, on 13 minutes. Stuart Pearson there, Stuart Pearson equalised on 17. Then we, we went into the lead on 53. And then right at the death, Brian Greenhoff uh, equalised uh, to get, get a 2-2 draw. Um, but it was it was a decent game and forty thousand at the game uh, for Manchester United, which uh, which is good, not surprising. Always an attractive game. Our team is as it was in the previous game: Mahoney, Natris, Kennedy, Cassidy, McCaffrey. Oh, changed centre half, McCaffrey playing instead of Bird. Um, Stuart Barrowclough, Paul Canal, um, Mickey Burns, Alan Gowland, and Tommy Craig. It's noticeable that uh, some of the stalwarts in our team are on on getting on getting a look in at the moment. Um, John Tudor, Supermark, Terry Hibbert, um, and the next game I'll, I'll, I'll be able to tell you a bit about why that's happening. Um, the next game is a, is a away game in the um, Anglo Scottish Cup to Air United. And uh, uh, Gordon Lee flexes his muscles, and uh, and how does he do that? Well, he sends a team of young people. He just ignores the established stars altogether, and he, he sends a team of uh, of youngsters. Is the only way to describe it. Um, he brings 
virtually out of retirement for in goal, Ian McFall, which, uh, well, nobody, I still to this day, nobody can understand why that happened because Ian McFall was, was, was retired as far as most people were concerned, but there he was in goal. And then the rest of the team uh, were unknowns to, uh, to, to most Geordie fans. Um, Peter Kelly, Michael Mel Owens, uh, Tommy Craig was in, and then the centre half of uh, uh, Anthony Smith, uh, Mickey Barker, Kenny Mitchell, Graham Oates, Alan Guy, Ray Hudson was one of the older members of the team, and Colin Chambers, and uh, that's the team he sent to Air uh, United, and we were we were given the run around as as uh, uh, short short I say. we lose three nil. Um, because uh, well, we just haven't got the strength against against their their teams. Uh, got one or two former Scottish uh, internationals in R Ricky Fleming, um, Danny McDonald, Malty Robertson, uh, Jim McSherry, um, Gordon Crammond at centre forward. These are players that have played a long years in the in the Scottish first of uh, first division. And know their way around the football field, so they, they, they made life difficult for this young Newcastle team. Now it received, as you can imagine, the team when it came back after that. Um, there was quite the shellacking for Lee in the in the local press, um, you know, the Chronicle, and lots of commentary from people like Stan Seymour, for example, saying, "Well, don't know what he was doing, what this was about." And Lee, rather than put his head below down below the parapet, went on the attack. I'm the manager of Newcastle United. I picked the team. Nobody else. Not directors. Not people in the dressing room. Now, people in the dressing room, I suspect, <laughs> were some of the old heads like Malcolm, like Terry, Terry Hibbert and John Tudor, because very shortly after this, uh, they were all on their way. I mean, Malcolm was, was off to Arsenal and uh, Terry was off and, and John Tudor um, too. Um, and I think that was uh, Gordon Lee bizarrely trying to show his authority and uh, there's ways and ways of doing it and that's not one of them, I'm, I would add. However, it, it, it would ultimately cost him. Um, the next game is an away game in the league at Leeds. And uh, again, we're, we're, we've got a, a quite a, a tough, tough time when we go to Leeds. And they, uh, this is uh, no exception. It's going to be a tight, a tight game. Leeds are also another one of the teams that people are thinking about as uh, championship contenders. This uh, thirty-six thousand at Ellen Road, and Leeds were now managed by Jimmy Armfield, um, ex-England fullback and uh, Blackpool player for years and years and years. And the Leeds team full of stars, of course, from well, internationals from beginning to end. David Harvey, Paul Madeley, Paul Rainey, Frank Gray, Norman Hunter, Jordy Ladd, Trevor Cherry, Tony Curry, who they've now bought from Sheffield United, who was uh, um, Sheffield United star player, uh, Billy Bremner, David McNiven, uh, Eddie Gray, and Alan Clark, Sniffer Clark. So it's a formidable Leeds team that's uh, touted to be... Uh, 
uh, one of the leaders for the for the championship, and uh, we send our usual team: Mahoney, Natras, Kennedy, Cassidy, McCaffrey, Nulty, Barraclough, Cannell, Mickey Burns, Graham Oates, and Tommy Craig. So, um, and it's a tough game. It's a, it's it's end end stuff, and uh, we uh, we look like we're in for a, a defeat. McNiven scores on 46 minutes. Uh, Carl Harris, a substitute, comes on for um, uh, Tony Curry, scores on 83 minutes, and everybody thinks, well, that's that's it, we've, we've had it. Well, uh, never say never with Newcastle United. On 84 minutes, Tommy Cassidy scores. And then right at the death, 88 minutes, Paul Connell gets the equaliser. So, you know, everybody's smiling with a 2-2 draw at Leeds but it was good to see that the, the, the forward back that they didn't they didn't lie down because when it went 2-0 I think people expected it it could go to something far more ridiculous than that so so here we go we're, we're, um, we're still sitting nicely in the middle of the league we're not in any any difficulty by the look of things and uh, um, so we're now next go to the third round of the League Cup and we draw Stoke City at home and uh, it's a attractive tie. It's, it's uh, um, one that's uh, winnable as far as we're concerned. 28,000 at the match. Our usual team, Mahoney, Natras, Kennedy, etc. And uh, Stoke City come with their stars, um, managed by Tony Waddington, a, a good old player and a great reputation as a coach and a good reputation as a manager. And they have in their team, of course, uh, the England goalkeeper, Peter Shilton, um, Jackie Marsh and Mike as as fullbacks, um, Alan Dodd, John Mahoney the, in, in, in the back two, back four, Jeff Sammons, Alan Hudson, um, ex-Chelsea Alan Hudson, Terry Conroy, Jimmy Greenoff, both from Leeds, and Garth Crooks, um, who was a, a winger from um, Tottenham? Who who uh, the bought? He, um, I think Tottenham thought Garth was on his way out, but he but he he wasn't. He had he had a, a number of very successful seasons with uh, with Stoke City. Um, however, successful or not, he, he wasn't successful on this occasion because we beat them three nil. Over Natras on seventeen minutes, Tommy Craig with a penalty on thirty two minutes. And then 82 minutes and Mickey Burns just sealed a 3-0 win. A very comfortable uh, and surprisingly comfortable victory for Newcastle against Stoke City in, in the League Cup. We now um, got an away, uh, sorry, another home game, but a league game with, with Liverpool. And uh, we, uh, people are very popular. Game as always, whenever Newcastle and Liverpool meet, and uh, everybody's expecting a, a, a tough game, and it was it was a tough game. It was it was a very interesting game, end to end stuff. However, um, I would venture that this is the best game that Mick Mahoney ever had for Newcastle United, because he played out of his skin. Uh, he was bombarded for quite a while, and and. Uh, uh, withstood withstood that bombardment very well. He, as I say, I, in my opinion, was one of the best games he played for Newcastle. 
Newcastle United and uh, probably cemented them into the uh, into the uh, hearts of the fans, I would guess. Tim, same as before, Mahoney, Natras, Kennedy. Um, Ray Blackhall's substituted in, um, gets injured, and then David Craig comes in. Aidan McCaffrey, McNulty, Barraclough, Paul Canal, Mickey Burns, Graham Oates, and Tommy Craig. The interesting thing about that team is, is that there's a fair smattering of local lads in, in the team, which is quite nice. Liverpool are, are um, managed by Bob Paisley now, and it's their full team of so, so stars and internationals. Ray Clements, Phil Neal, Joey Jones, Tommy Smith, Ray Kennedy, of course, Jordy Land from Seton Delville. Emlyn Hughes, Kevin Keegan, Ian Callahan, Steve Highway, um, Mercurial Irish winger, Speed, Speed Merchant, Jimmy Case and David Johnson. And uh, um, we, we gave as good as we got is all I'd say. And, but we had to rely very heavily on, on Mick Mahoney to stay in this game. And then lo and behold, just before half time, Paul Canal gets the gets the opportunity to score from just on the edge of the penalty area, and he and he does, and, he, and we 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 hang on. I think is is the description to that one nil right to the end, and uh, the thirty five thousand go home very very happy. And I can remember how how um, cock a hoop the the the, the uh, Gallagher corner was because this win takes us well over halfway. We're, we're, we're we're threatening to uh, get into the upper part of the league uh, uh, where we're not expected to be, especially with teams like Liverpool and Leeds and, and others who are, who are in Derby who are supposed to be challenging for the championship. And here we are doing well against them. So our next game is an away game at, at Norwich City. Um, and uh, we uh, uh, go with the same unchanged team that played Liverpool, Mahoney, Natras, Kennedy, etc. And uh, um, Norwich City, managed by John Bond still, the ex-West Ham player. Um, and uh, a talented team, good football team. Um, and uh, some well-known uh, stars in the, in the side. Uh, Mel Machen at fullback, who, who played Lurias for um, Coventry before he moved to uh, Norwich City, Billy Steele, David Jones, Jimmy Neighbour from Tottenham, and a young man called Vivian Busby, who they introduced to that forward line, who we would get to know much, much more when he eventually joined us as a player. Uh, Phil Bowyer, well known uh, uh, um, uh, midfielder, and Colin Suggart, of course, who we, we know very well as well, and uh, also in the forward line. Martin Peters from West Ham, who who was the who played in the in the World Cup for uh, for England, um, it was a nice football game. But unfortunately, the um, um, it was um, it looked like we were going to get a shellacking. Um, it was three uh, three nil at half time, and uh, we uh, we expected. Uh, I think, don't think anybody expected anything out of the game, but uh, it was Martin Peters scored two goals, four, four minutes and 35. 
And then Viv Bus Busby scored a one on 15. So that was that 3-0. Just after half time, Tommy Craig got a penalty and made it 3-1. And then out of nowhere, Alan Gowlin scored a brilliant header from a corner on 70 minutes. And suddenly it became 3-2. And so for the last 20 minutes, Norwich were backs to the wall with Newcastle actually having a go at them to see if they get something out of the game. It didn't happen, but nonetheless, it still was a it still was a very creditable uh, 3-2 after it looking like we were going to get beat 22,000 at the game. An enjoyable game from all points of view, including the fact that both sides played some good football. The next uh, game is uh, a home game against uh, West Bromwich Albion. And uh, we uh, have a history of... Uh, Good games with, with West Brom. 29,000 at St. James's Park. Um, unchanged team again. Mahoney, Natras, Kennedy, Cassidy, McCaffrey, Nulty, Barraclough, Canal, Burns, Gowell and Tommy Craig. And uh, West Bromwich Albion, Albion now, managed by Johnny Giles, the ex-Leeds United uh, midfielder and, and Irish international. Uh, and uh, they had... Uh, Quite a selection of uh, stars from other clubs joined West Brom by now. Um, um, Jack, uh, Jack Osborne in, in, in goal, who used to play for, for Leicester. Paddy Mulligan from uh, from West Ham. Lee Cantello from Tottenham. Tony Brown was homemade. John Weil was uh, homemade. Alistair Robertson was, was uh, uh, one of their own as well. And then a, uh, a young man called Mick Martin appeared in the in the uh, West Brom midfield, uh, and that's somebody we would get to know very well at Newcastle later in his career, and he became not just a player but our, one of our captains as well. Uh, Ray T Tracy that uh, they'd got from uh, West Ham as well, um, and Johnny Giles himself was still playing as a as a um, as player manager. And uh, Willie Johnson, a uh, Scottish winger who, who agreed to persuaded to join West Brom. Uh, a good, good, attractive game with, uh, as I say, um, 20, 29,000 crowd. And uh, we come away with a, with a, a 2 0 win. Alan Gowlin on 31 minutes. And on 76 minutes, Paul Cannell scored the second. So, so we get a, a 2 0 win. And, Certainly, I remember after that game that the Gallagher corner was getting quite excited because they're, they're now adding up the points and we're, we're climbing into, uh, you know, top six, top seven territory, which is a heady, heady position for, for Newcastle United. Anyway, we uh, we plod on and uh, um, believe it or not, we, we uh, uh, have a Saturday which is free for some reason. I suspect it's because of the England Scottish Cup. So we decided to play friendly against Hibernian. And Hibernian come to St James's Park and uh, um, 11,000 at the game, uh, which uh, is not surprising. Uh, however, we, we beat Hibernian 2 1. And uh, um, uh, Hibs went into the lead. On 44 minutes, a goal scored by Jim Scott, of course, our former winger. And uh, uh, 
Paul Killell equalised just after half time, and on 82 minutes, Alan Gowland scored the winner. So we beat Tibbs 2 1. Um, and then we're away to next game, we're away to Coventry City um, in the next uh, league game. And uh, it's uh, uh, Coventry's for a season or two been struggling around the bottom of the league. And they're the same this 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 time round as well. You go to Highfield Road where there's nineteen thousand there, and uh, usual team for us: Mahoney, Natras, Kennedy, Cassidy, McCaffrey, Nulty, Barraclough, Canal, Burns, Gowland, and Tommy Craig. Um, and uh, Coventry City are now managed by ex-Liverpool and England midfielder Gordon Milne, um, and. Attractive uh, coach, good coach, attractive player himself, and has the teams play attractive football as well. And as you can imagine, their teams, their teams littered with former West Brom and other mid the Wolves players like uh, Alan Dugdale, uh, Bobby McDonald, John Beck, Les Cartwright, Barry Powell, Terry Orris from from Leeds, uh, who's taught obviously on telly um, quite often, and. Uh, Alan Alan Green, who the, who they got from uh, from Wolves as well. So um, they're not a bad side, but uh, uh, they're struggling like they have been for a year or two. Um, Barry Powell puts them in the lead on seventy-one minutes, and I think most most Newcastle supporters thought, "Well, that that's it. That's a bit late." But then our old friend Alan Gowland pops up and. Slots home and equaliser on the 82nd minute, which uh, um, everybody's thrilled a bits about. So it's keeping well league position um, uh, steady and, and safe and, and, and so on. And uh, we now get uh, our next matches at home to uh, Birmingham City. And uh, we uh, uh, have had some interesting games with Birmingham in, in recent history with uh, cup games and league cup games and it was a period of time we seemed to be playing them every other week a couple of years before but anyway Birmingham come 32,000 at the game and our teams Mick Mahoney, Natras, Kennedy Cassidy, McCaffrey, Nultley, Barraclough the usual team is the best thing to describe it um, and uh, um, Birmingham City come and their managers are ex-Scottish international, Willie Bell. Uh, and they've got quite an attractive side with uh, Dave Latch Latchford and Goal, Malcolm Page at the back, Jimmy Collarwood, a, a Scottish international um, defender, Gary Pendry, a Welsh defender, Gary Jones, Kenny Burns, a, a fierce Scottish um, uh, midfielder, who a good footballer, but... Um, uh, Actually, he, he reminds me of the lad that uh, they're talking about at Manchester United at the moment, who's playing for Scotland. But there's his name, uh, Mac. Um, sorry, yeah, Mac Tominy. That's it. Tominy, yeah. 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 If you if you want if you want an earlier example of Mac Tominy, um, Burns Burns was the uh, the spitting image. He played exactly like him, really hard, and uh, but and scored uh, the occasional goal. So. Um, and uh, then in the forward line, of course, we come across the name Terry Hibbert. And the reason fairly straightforward is that he 
Gordon Leeds said, thank you very much. And now, now my information is, and I can only um, uh, go on what I heard in the Gallagher Corner and from other contacts, that when Gordon Lee did this business about sending the kids to A, one of the fiercest critics was Terry Hibbert. Um, you know, he said, he, he made it plain that uh, uh, how he thought it was suicide, and, it, and essentially it was, but... Uh, Nonetheless, I think he was one of the people that Lee referred to when he said, I'll pick the team, not directors or people in the dressing room. I'll pick the team. Well, uh, the result is uh, Terry Terry Hibbert was was gone. So we, we, we get Birmingham at uh, St. James's. Nice, uh, attractive game. Um, we uh, uh, go in the lead in a minute from Mickey Burns. Um, uh, Gallagher scores for them on 11 minutes. And then in 52 minutes, they get a penalty. Nope, steps, steps the young man called Trevor Francis, who's the great um, uh, white hawk of Birmingham, about to be transferred for a million pounds, and uh, makes it 2-1. So there's a bit of a sweat in the uh, the Gallagher corner, but uh, 58 minutes and Tommy Craig's got a level. 73 minutes, Mickey Burns gets a second, and we, we go away home happy with a 3-2. 3-2 victory. A good game, though. A nice, a nice, attractive game of football, uh, which isn't always the case with uh, uh, with Birmingham. Birmingham hadn't always been the case with Birmingham City. We're now um, in the League Cup fourth round and haven't been the League Cup final not too long ago. People are starting to get a bit excited, where as far as the fourth round, the excitement, excitement's dimmed slightly when we realise that we've drawn Manchester United away from home. And uh, we go to Old Trafford, 52,000 uh, at the game. And uh, um, they're going to have to work hard to, to, to get a result on, on this one. Um, unfortunately, uh, they don't work hard enough. And uh, the, the outcome is a 7-2 is a victory for Manchester United. Um as I say, nearly 53,000 at the game, 52,000 plus. And uh, Manchester United were just uh, unplay, unbeatable. Un you know, they just took the game to win and wiped the floor with were basically. Um, Stuart Houston scored six minutes, Stuart Pearson in 35. Jimmy Nickel, sorry, uh, Gordon Hill in 13. After half time, Nickel at 57, uh, Steve Koppel at 56, sorry, 56, then um, Gordon Hill again in 67 and six, 63 and 67. And Newcastle goals were Natrus on 17 and Mickey Burns on 80. Um, well, we were just torn apart, as the score suggests, 7 2. Um, team was were usual team, Mahoney. Natrus Kennedy, Cassidy, McCaffrey, Nulty, Barraclough, Connell, Burns, Gowell, and, and um, Tommy Craig. Um, but Manchester United were just too strong for in every in every sense in that game. So that's the the end of the League Cup after having had dreams of uh, a possible return to to Wembley. Well, that's that's not how we're going to do it. Next game's a home game um, against Stoke City. Thirty three thousand at the game. And uh, um, Stoke aren't um, 
aren't doing that well at the moment. They're certainly well below the middle of the table, so everybody thinks we should uh, win this and win it well. Well, we, we do win it, but not not well, 33,000. Um, same team, Mahoney, Natrus, Kennedy, etc. Uh, you know, Mickey Burns, Alan Gowlin and Tommy Craig, etc. And Stoke City with Tony Waddington as manager, their usual side with the Shilton and Pijik, Bluer, Dodd, um, Jeff Sammons, Alan Hudson, Greenhoff. And lo and behold, he has another name we know, John Tudor in Stoke City's lineup, uh, and uh, Kevin Sheldon on, on, on the left side of their attack. And again, as I say, this is uh, Tudor appearing not long after he left Newcastle. Uh, and, and as I say, my, my, my information is that he also was a fierce critic of Lee in the dressing room. Um, and the other one, of course, I think, uh, as you probably know better than I do, is uh, Supermac. <laughs> he, he had his some great stories about him, yeah. I bury, I bury it. Is. I bury if, you, uh, if you want to find out, uh, people who are watching at home, just uh, go through the Supermac and Gibbo uh, playlist and... Uh, Maybe go back to um, the uh, the seventies Cup final, seventy four, seventy six. Yeah, about yeah, that. You'll, yeah, you'll find yeah. out the, the the stories about Joe Harvey and the stories about Gordon Lee and how dif- yeah. different they are. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, it's funny how all of that leaks into the Gallagher corner, though, Steve, isn't it? It, it yeah, kinda, it is. Kind of keep it quiet. You know, you keep it, it definitely quiet. is. It definitely is. It was. I think this, this is one of those infamous stories that Supermac tells about. Um, Aidan McCaffrey and Gordon Lee saying, you know, how, you know, how can he play? How can he play um, for for England with a name like Aidan McCaffrey? Because um, he's because it sounds Irish, um, yeah. something along those lines. And he was going, well, my name's Mal- Malcolm Ian McDonald with a name like that. Surely I should be playing for Scotland, not for not, not for, for England. England. And I think it was, um, I think it was one of the lads. I think it might have been. Uh, Alan Gowland or something chipped in in the background, or, or maybe somebody different anyway. And he said, um, uh, Boss, how many times did you play for China? Yeah. <laughs> and, yes, uh, the whole dressing room was in hysterics. But, it uh, would. And then there's also the very sad story about the game, a game when Terry Ebbett played against Derby County. And uh, Malcolm's spoken about it on this channel, George, when. Um, I think Newcastle were down to 10 men and Terry Hibbert ran himself into the ground and Gordon Lee basically just came in after the match. Um, didn't say anything to anybody. Newcastle, I think, lost the game 4-3 or 3-2, one of the two. And they got the kit man just to dump Terry Hibbert's boots. And Malcolm said, we know when someone's boots get left that they're not travelling back with us. So... He says, I, I shouted up to the kit man, who's, who's not travelling back? And, uh, and Gordon Lee came back in and he went, um, and it was Terry, Terry Hibbert said, who's not, who's not travelling back? And he went, you aren't. And he'd run himself into the ground that day. Nearly, you know, dropped down dirt for Newcastle. And Gordon Lee instructed the bus to basically leave without Terry Hibbert, drive on. And Terry Hibbert was running down the stairs um, and he ended up having to get the milk train back to Newcastle, Terry Hibbert, on that day. He left him. Wow. He left him at Derby County with and, and the guys and, and Malcolm will tell Malcolm tells the story far better than I do, but he says the coach driver was trying to pretend that he had kangaroo juice in the bus. And that, that, that basically Gordon Lee turned to him and says, If you um if you don't get out of this car park and leave him behind, then you're, you're sacked. If he gets if he catches this bus, you, you know, 
find another job, lad. So uh, unbelievable, yeah. Gordon Lee, not not a not a not a player's favourite. That's for sure. No, no. Well, as I say, it it, it intrigues me that uh, by now I'm just a spectator. Of course, my career's over, and I'm out of the dressing room. Uh, I'd very had some contact because of ex friends like Charlie Woods and people like that. Um, but I just find it interesting that you know how the rumor mill starts. And it were amazing the Gallagher Corner how stories like the one you just told would eventually filter into the into the ground. Have you heard about this? Have you heard about that? And and I think that's great. It's part of what being a supporter is like, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah. Anyway, we, we beat Stoke one nil, thanks to a goal from Paul Kinnell on on uh, eighty minutes. And uh, again, the Gallagher Corner's feeling quite uh, uh, quite chirpy because we're we're well above the middle of the league at the moment, and. Uh, uh, think that uh, things are going are going well. So the next game's uh, an away game at Manchester City, and uh, another attractively uh, game um, and game against the side who, once again, is, is what the pundits are talking about possible challenges for for the league championship. And, and they had a City had a quite a. a, 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 a Super team. Um, uh, Tony Book, their old fullback, was was the manager now, and big goalkeeper Joe Corrigan, six foot whatever, um, uh, and six foot odd wide as well as tall. Ken Clements, Willie Donaghy, Scottish left back, Mike Doyle um, in midfield. Mike Doyle. Uh, when when the cup semi finals come along and Sheffield United play. Manchester City, I'll be interested to see if the young lad had got Sheffield into the semi-final with his magic goal. He's called Doyle, and I think he's on loan from Manchester City. But more than that, he's the grandson of this Doyle, who I'm talking here about now. Um, and uh, his, uh, um, his other grandfather, uh, Glenn Pardo, he also plays, played for Manchester City as well, but he's not in this team. But Mike Doyle is. Um, David Watson, of course, who we got to know because he he came to play for the Mackhams and 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 uh, the big career of there. Um, Asa Halford, a talented midfielder, Joe Royal, bustling centre forward for England. Brian Kidd, who who just transferred across the uh, the road from Manchester United, and Dennis Stewart, the uh, ex Mackham who broke our hearts at the League Cup final with his overhead kick, uh, and. Uh, um, it's forty-one thousand at, uh, at at Main Road, um, and uh, I was I wasn't at this match, but I can remember my my contacts, my members of my family who went to it, who were saying it nil nil it may have been, but what an attractive game it was because it was end to end, uh, and uh, but nobody could just find the, the the back of the net. And our team for that that occasion was the same as usual: Mahoney, Natras, Kennedy, Cassidy, McCaffrey. Nultley, Barraclough, Paul Canal, Nicky Burns, Alan Gowland, and Tommy Craig. Um, as I say, a nil-nil, but I'm, I'm reliably informed a very attractive game of football, which sometimes can happen, of course. We now come uh, to a, in another away game against West Ham United, and uh, 22,000 at, uh, at this game, and we're... Uh, um, Everybody's hoping that uh, because West Ham aren't aren't one of the top teams at the moment, that they're struggling just above bottom, uh, and people think, well, if we can give 
good account of myself at uh, at uh, Main Road, which we should be able to do at Upton Park. Um, and uh, it's interesting. I find it interesting on, on these things that they say Upton Park, but then they say the bowling ground. Well, I hear them on Sky referring to the bowling ground even now when occasionally they're, they're, they're talking about West Ham's history. Uh, and that's uh, that's why. Um, West Ham now managed by John Lyle, ex-player of theirs. Um, some talented players in the team. Um, Kevin, uh, Mervyn Deer, rather, the goalkeeper, was uh, um, a great uh, goalkeeper, well regarded. Kevin Locke, Tommy Taylor, England players, Billy Bonds, Frank Lobhard Sr., the, the father of the, the new Chelsea manager. Um, Alan Kerbishley became a, um, um, a manager for a while at, with Charlton and one or two other teams. Alan Devonshire, Jeff Pike, Trevor Brooklyn, of course, World Cup player, and uh, Bill Jennings, and of course, Pop Robson, who used to be uh, a magpie. Uh, and uh, uh, although, that, as I say, the talented team, but in the in the wrong end of the table as far as they're concerned and as we concerned, and we uh, looks like we're in for a, a difficult time when Pop Robson scores in thirty six minutes, but then on thirty seven Jeff Nutley almost immediately equalises, and then on fifty three Mickey Burns scores a winner, and so we come home with an away win at West Ham, and now Gallagher Corner is really getting excited because we are now. Uh, looking at uh, top six, this is this is uh, uncharted terror territory for a lot of years for Newcastle United. Uh, so we come home to play Everton, and uh, it's uh, again um, a game that uh, people think we should be thinking about winning because the Everton aren't uh, on pulling trees up; they're, they're, they're just average thirty-two thousand at the game, St James's Park. And uh, we, uh, um, as I say, the anticipation in the Gallagher corner at least was that well, at least we're going to we're going to get a get something out of this game because they, they're not uh, not great shakes at all. Um, and we Lee plays uh, the usual team: Mahoney, Natris, Kennedy, Cassidy, McCaffrey, Nulty, Barraclough, Canell. Minky Burns, Alan Gowland, and Tommy Craig. And uh, um, the uh, Everton team come, managed by Billy, Bing Billy Bingham, their um, Irish, ex-Irish international uh, winger, who also played for our friends down the road for a long time. And uh, their team's not a bad team, but uh, not uh, pulling up any trees at the moment. Mick Lyons... Uh, David Jones, Roger Kenyon, Mike Bernard, Martin Dobson, um, Ron Goodlass, Andy King, who was a um, really um, uh, terrific midfielder, George Telfer, and a centre forward, Bob Latchford, who, who was in England, centre forward eventually. Um, so the, people are puzzled why they're so uh, near the bottom of the league, but the, the puzzle's answered because we, we actually wipe the floor with them and and, and uh, come away with a with a four one win. It it should have been more, but um uh what with missed chances and, and heroics by their David Davis, their Welsh goalkeeper, um they're 
uh, 85th minute uh, consolation from their centre back from a corner. But other than that, they, they were Everton weren't actually in the game, and and we really did give them a, a football lesson. And um, cementing our, our position in more than in the top half of the league, in the upper echelons of the league, and and, and uh, to say that uh, we're getting excited, putting it mainly. In the next game's a winnable one, everybody thinks, because it's QPR and they're, they're in the doldrums. They're, they're, they're way down in the bottom of the league anyway. So, um, And I think the optimism is reflected in the crowd for this. A crowd for QPR, 41,000, which, uh, which is quite a good crowd uh, at any time. But uh, And fortunately for us, we, we, we we're all fit and we've got the same team out. Uh, you know, Nick Mahoney, Natris, Kennedy, etc., all fit and playing. Tommy Craig, um, Alan Gowlin, and so on. Queens Park Rangers come with a with a, a decent side. Phil Parks, ex uh, uh, Spurs goalkeeper. Dave Sexton, ex West West Ham uh, uh, play, uh, player and, and coach, and uh, uh, part of uh, Ramsey's England setup when when he went to the World World Cup. Uh, regarded as a top coach, but now manager of QPR. Uh, Phil Parks, Dave Clement, who uh, uh, played for West Ham as well. Um, John Hollands uh, from Chelsea. Frank McClintock from Arsenal. David Webb from Chelsea. Dave Thomas and Eddie Kelly from Chelsea. Don Masson, ex-Middlesbrough. Peter Easto from um, Sheffield. And Don Givens, um, uh, a former... Um, West Ham player who who moved in the, early in his career to QPR, so it, it, they're not a bad side. But as I say, they're the wrong, wrong end of the table, and uh, the, certainly in the Gallagher corner, the optimism is, is that uh, this is going to be a victory. And uh, and sure enough, on twelve minutes, Paul Cannell uh, scores the first goal, and on fourteen minutes, Mickey Burns scores the second, and that's how it stayed till the end of the match. Um, uh, QPR just defended like steam second half. There was never a, they were never ever going to try and uh, score goals. They were always going to defend like uh, like Billy, or and that's exactly what they did. And uh, so now we're we're headed to uh, an away game at Arsenal, and uh, we uh, um, now Arsenal. Um, one of the sides that um, the season before one, what they call transition, they're now settling down into a tidy side. And again, they're one of one of about six sides that are thought to be championship material. So we go to uh, to Arsenal and uh, 35,000 at, uh, at Highbury. And uh, we uh, um, take our usual side with us. Um, uh, Mahoney, Natras, Kennedy, Cassidy, McCaffrey, Nultley, Barraclough, Canal, Burns, Gowlin and Craig. And Arsenal have their um, uh, a much stronger team these days. Terry Neal, the Irish um, centre-half back, is, is now their manager. Uh, Jimmy Rimmer, good goalkeeper. Pat Rice, right back for years. Sammy Nelson, David O'Leary, who became famous as a manager. Um, uh, with uh, Leeds particularly, and Pat Howard suddenly appears. 
ex Newcastle United uh, for Arsenal. Jody Armstrong, a Fabian lad that played for Arsenal. Alan Ball, ex World Cup winner. Uh, Liam Brady, Irish, talented Irish midfielder. Uh, Trevor Ross, a young, young Arsenal talented player. And uh, Frank Stapleton. And the last name on the forward line, Malcolm McDonald. <laughs> there he is appearing again, uh, but this time in the red and white of uh, of Arsenal. Um, uh, we uh, get off to a flying start. Um, uh, Mickey Burns, 15 minutes, scores. Trevor Ross, 24 minutes. And then... Malcolm McDonald does this. 28 minutes, 63 minutes, 88 minutes, a hat-trick. Uh, and uh, uh, in between Frank Stapleton scores um, uh, just before half-time. So it, we're, we're well and truly beaten uh, with, uh, um, as I say, Mickey Burns and, and Alan Gowland scoring our goals. Uh, but by then, um, Arsenal were, were out of sight. It was 3-1 at half-time and, and just got steadily worse. But Malcolm's hat-trick put the tin hat on it. and um, I think that uh, if I was a betting man, <laughs> had been around then, I think I might have put me I put me, uh, me money on Suter Mac doing something special against us, especially in the circumstances that he, that he left with. And we've got another away game coming up against Aston Villa. And uh, um, they're... Uh, Aston Villa are, um, how can I say, good middle of the league side, attractive football inside, but um, we, uh, um, because of the way we've been playing and where we're on the league, people think it's not impossible that we get could get something out of this uh, this game. Um, we. Uh, uh, we got. Uh, I, off to a flyer, Alan Gowland scores on 20, so it's 27 minutes. And uh, then, um, lo and behold, um, this uh, Villa Parks uh, is quietened by that, but not for long, because uh, on 31 minutes, John Dehan, their the attacker, is uh, equal, has equalised. And uh, the Magpies think, oh, well, at least we're going to get a get a draw out of this well no such look because on just before the final was 88 minutes Dehan scores his second and gives Villa the 2-1 two -one, two -one victory um, 34,000 at the game at Villa Park um, and their, their the Villa team with uh, Ron um, Sanders as the, as, the, as the manager um, talented manager but a bit of a character um, uh, Jake Finley in goal, Gordon Smith and Charlie Young fullbacks, Leighton Phillips, John Robson, and um, Alex Cropley uh, fills, makes the the, the back uh, the midfield up. Well, I, Alex Cropley used to play for us. He, he went to Villa from from Newcastle, um, came to us from, from Scotland, and and then Dennis Mortimer, Frank Carrados, Andy Gray, um, well known television personality now. John Dean and Brian Little. Brian Little was a Jory from from Chesley Street, um, talented player, um, 
I think he what a couple of times got into the England squad. Um, became a manager for a while and looked like he was going to have a fantastic uh, uh, career as a manager, but then disappeared. Um, and I never ever understood what happened to Brian. Um, anyway, we, we our team was our usual team: Mahoney, uh, Natras, Kennedy, etc., and uh, Alan with Alan Gowland and Tommy Craig um, leading the forward line. Um, so a two-one defeated Villa is, isn't the end of the world, but it uh, um, stifles our progress a little bit. And so we come home to uh, um, a home game against uh, we're all friends from down the road, Sunderland, and uh, they're struggling. Um, and so everybody thinks, well, um, we should at least. Uh, uh, get a point out of this game, or it, you know, it, it's uh, they're not uh, they're not pulling up trees. They're not the best in the world themselves, and uh, the right people are right to be optimistic. I mean, we 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 welcome Sunderland. We've got a crowd of fifty thousand um, for the derby match, and the referee is Pat Partridge from Bishop Auckland, um, from uh, Billingham rather, Stockton, and. Uh, Again, that's a good example of a of a local man refereeing a local match. He's halfway between the two, but I think if you twisted Pat Partridge's arm up his back, he would say he was a Newcastle supporter. But <laughs> that's me saying that, not, not Pat Partridge. I quickly add, um, and it was a um, an interesting derby, a, you know, blood and thunder. But um, Paul Cannell put us in the lead just on forty one minutes, just before half time. And it looked as though it was going to stay like that until um, 80, 84 minutes. Alan Kennedy, on the edge of the penalty, has scored a screamer. Probably the best goal that Alan Kennedy's ever scored for Newcastle United, or for anybody else for that matter. It was a real screamer. Um, and our t usual team was was on, on show. Mahoney, Natras, Kennedy, Cassidy, McCaffrey, Nulty, Barraclough, Cadell, Burns, Gowland, and uh, Tommy Craig, um, David Craig was a, was a sub on that day. Sunderland, Barry Siddle, uh, um, who they bought from Bolton for a lot of money. Dick Malone, Joe Bolton, Tony Towers, Jeff Clark, centre half, because ex Newcastle United. Jim Holton, who came came from Arsenal. Bobby Kerr, little winger, and and our midfielder, uh, very tricky Scotsman. Billy Hughes, hard-working um, centre-forward. Um, Bob Lee, Alan Brown and uh, Gary Rowell. And Gary Rowell, of course, has, has had quite a good career as a, as a manager for various clubs. Um, and uh, But a talented, talented player. But anyway, beat the Mackhams 2-0 and everybody went home. Very happy indeed. And, of course, we're now uh, back with... Uh, the hopes of something special happening. It, it feels like we're, we're um, uh, headed for the top part of the league. We're, we're not not just the middle, but so the next game is uh, in January the eighth. It's the FA Cup third round, and we've drawn away at the Sheffield United, and so we go to Bramall Lane for this uh, cup match, and uh, um, it's winnable. Everybody thinks. Um, 31,000 at Bramall Lane. Um, and uh, 
the uh, Sheffield manager is now an old guy called Jimmy Cyril, who was one of the, an old player of theirs, and he's back managing them. Um, and they've got their um, mixture of locals and, and bought-in talent playing for them. Uh, have uh, um, obviously some talented people have brought in Chico Hamilton and uh, from Leeds and Alan Woodward, um, Keith Edwards, and then also in the in the lineup was uh, a young man called Chris Guthrie, who who, who came from Newcastle, um, who who played for Newcastle as did his brother Ron, who was a talented fullback with Newcastle. So it's uh, it's uh, um, not a bad side. Our side's unchanged. It's the usual side that we've got: Mahoney, Natras, Kennedy, etc. And uh, so we go with the hope of uh, advancing in, in in the cup. Well, uh, we didn't advance because it was a boring, horrible nil-nil draw. Uh, whereas I said just before we had a nil-nil draw with somebody who was an entertaining game. Uh, my, my contacts who went to this match said it was one of the most miserable draws that they could ever remember. However, it it, it means that we've got a we've got a replay against uh, Sheffield United to come fairly shortly afterwards. The next game is is an away game at Derby. We uh, we played um, Derby County away from home, and uh, having said earlier when we played them at the start of the season, one of the teams strongly tipped to win the championship, and at this stage they they are top. They, they they're pushing pushing for the top, and uh, twenty four thousand at the game at uh, the baseball ground, and. Uh, Derby County um, had uh, all sorts of uh, ruxins on and there's a big fallout and Dave McKay leaves, walks out and Colin Murphy, his deputy, steps up to uh, take over as manager. Um, the Welshman Colin Murphy had a good career with uh, Manchester United and uh, uh, but he's the manager now and uh, uh, but they're still a good side. Colin Todd, Peter Daniel, Ron Webster, um, Roy McFarlane, Steve Powell, Archie Gemmell, Derek Hales, Kevin Hector, Leighton James, the Welsh Flyer. Uh, and that's that's quite a strong, strong team. And uh, one, as I say, is sitting top of the league at the moment. Our team is is unchanged from the one that played at Sheffield uh, with Mahoney, Kennedy, Cassidy, McCaffrey, Nulty, Barraclough, Canal, Burns, Gowell and, and Tommy Craig. There's one thing about Lee, with those players that he's he's playing, he's fairly loyal to them. He, he's putting them back in the team, the game, the game time after time. Um, we uh, um, 17 minutes, Derek Hales scores for Derby. 18 minutes, Gallen Gowlin equalises. Um, but then 49 minutes, 43 minutes, 49 minutes, Powell and, and Hale score for Derby. And then 72, Roy McFarlane scores for Derby. And then 74, we get a penalty and Tommy Craig gets us a second consolation goal. So we come away with with a 4-2 defeat from the baseball ground. and uh, uh, But it hasn't uh, done an awful lot of damage. We're still above halfway in the league and look as though we're, we're, we're not going to be too bad. Well, we're certainly not in any danger at the moment. So 
comes the Monday and we've got the replay of the FA Cup match um, against Sheffield United. And we're now at home to Sheffield United and uh, 30, 37,000 at the game. And uh, um, I think the crowd tells you that uh, people are uh, hopeful that this is going to be a going to be a victory. Uh, and uh, for once, the hopes are fulfilled uh, because Tommy Craig and Mickey Burns put with 2-0 up by 28 minutes. 30 minutes, Garner scores for Sheffield United. And then Aidan McCaffrey on 51 minutes from a corner. Heads win, 3-1, 3-1 victory. And uh, um, palpable sigh of relief around the, the Gallagher corner because we're through. And uh, the manner of going through, people are, people are quite optimistic about what's happening. And uh, the uh, Sheffield United team is uh, is the same as the one we played in the league just a few days beforehand uh, in the first round with uh, Chris Guthrie still still in the lineup, the ex Newcastle player, and uh, so a three three one victory into the next round of the the FA Cup. Now it was the fluke of the draw would would have it, and it's a good job we didn't draw that match because that was on the Monday night. On the Saturday, we're in the fourth round of the cup. It's drawn, and, and, and we're playing Manchester City at home in the fourth round of the cup. And uh, people think that this is a um, considering that we had nil nil with them and other reasonable matches with them. That, that this is winnable, uh, and, and there's lots of optimism as the Gallagher corner. I remember when I went forty six thousand at the crowd in the crowd, and so they they clearly optimistic and uh, um, we uh, know that uh, things get exciting after after this round of the cup because we're, we're now uh, they're now running out of teams and uh, our team unchanged Mahoney, Natras, Kennedy etc uh, and uh, right the way down to Gowlin and Cassidy in the middle of the, of the attack Manchester City teams that is uh, slight changes. Um, Joe Corrigan, Dave Watson at right back instead of centre half. Kenny Clements, um, Mike Doyle, Willie Donaghy, Paul Power, Gary Owen, Asa Hartford, Derek, uh, Dennis Stewart, Brian Kidd, and Joe Royal. Um, so it's it's the usual team. Um, by now, Joe Royal's starting to. Um, uh, score goals for England, not just Manchester City, and uh, they they uh, come out of the uh, traps like a greyhound. And by forty minutes, they're two 0 up. Alan Gowland scores one back just before half time. Then on fifty six minutes, Gary Owen makes it three one, and that's the way it stayed till the end of the match. After that, we weren't in the game. Is the honest answer? It was Manchester City's all all the way. Um, so that's the end of the, the FA Cup for as well now. Um, and now we're away to Bristol City. Uh, in the league is the next game. Um, we'd, uh, people were hoping that uh, having uh, done so well against them, up, or done all right against them up here, we might get some some uh, a win at this one. 28,000 exactly at the game. And Bristol City have... Uh, um, bought one or two players since our last 
uh, game against them and appearing in their in their back line is Norman Hunter from Leeds who they bought from from Leeds and uh, um, Peter Cormack on on the the, the right side of their attack is uh, is from Liverpool and um, Chris Garland another um, forward from from a um, uh, from uh, Chevy Wednesday um, a, a, a quite a quite a promising attacker so that it's a slightly different Bristol team a better Bristol team than the one that came to St James's Park I must say our side unchanged as, as usual uh, Mahoney, Natris, Kennedy, etc., and uh, um, it's uh, from all accounts, as far as I can read, was it was quite an attractive game. Uh, Mickey Burns puts it in the lead in '67, and I think everybody thought, well, that's it. But no, 80, 88 minutes and bang, Bristol through Chris Garland, um, who I just mentioned. Uh, gets an equaliser and we get a 1-1 draw. Um, not the end of the world, but keeping us uh, nice and comfortable in the league where we we, we, we uh, uh, want to be. Um, so now we come home to um, a league game against uh, Manchester City, who just knocked us out of the cup. And uh, so we, we know what to expect here. This isn't going to be uh, this isn't going to be easy. Um, but however the Dig their heels in, and um, uh, twenty nine thousand at the game. Our usual side um, is now um, uh, uh, Mahoney, Natras, Kennedy, Cassidy, McCaffrey, um, uh, Barraclough, uh, Kenny Mitchell, a, a, a youngster promoted from the from the juniors. Um, Mickey Burns, Alan Gowell, and, and uh, Ray Blackhall. The only difference, big difference, is at the head of the, the, this list, it says manager Richard Dennis, uh, because our friend Gordon Lee had one row too many with uh, with the directors and, and was uh, told to pack his bags. Um, there was some, say, confusion, so, some irritation about who would replace him. And I don't. I wouldn't say that the players went on strike, but but there was there was rumours that the players were very unhappy, and wanted Richard Dennis to get the job, and there were those who, who weren't weren't too sure that he that he should have the job, because um, his professional career didn't happen. He was a, he was a coach and PE teacher, but he he certainly wasn't the professional footballer. Anyway, the, the directors came in what they wanted and made Richard Dennis the uh, the the manager. Um, so we play Manchester City in, in, in this background, and uh, almost identical team for Manchester City that knocked well out of the cup: Corrigan, Watson, Clements, Doyle, Donaghy, Power, Owens, Harford, Stewart, Kidd, and Joe Royal. Um, exactly the same team that knocked well out of the cup. But um, the lads, the Newcastle lads, dug in, and, and uh, despite going two 0 down. Dennis Stewart on 40 minutes and Brian Kidd on 42, give them a 2-0 half-time lead. Then straight after uh, half-time, Mickey Burns scored. Then on 80 minutes, Mickey Burns scored a second to give her a 2-2 draw, which uh, was very creditable considering that we went 2-0 down. Um, 
the next game is a um, away game to Manchester United. And uh, bearing in mind that our trip there in the FA Cup was something of a disaster, 7-2. Um, it was with some trepidation that uh, we, we looked at what might happen to this one. And uh, so we, we went. Now, our team unchanged. That was the one uh, standard thing with uh, Mahoney, Natras, Kennedy, Cassidy, McCaffrey, Nutley, etc. Um, and Manchester United with all our stars. But now managed by Tommy Doherty. Um, another um, Scottish manager, great character, um, and as a player, a great character, and uh, another Scottish midfielder who didn't take any prisoners, is the best way to describe it. Um, Stepney, Stuart Houston, Jimmy Nicholl, Brian Greenhoff, Martin Buchan, Steve Coppell, Jimmy Greenhoff, um, Sammy McElroy, Stuart Pearson, Lou McCarry. And Gordon Hill, and that's eleven internationals from from front, front to top to bottom, uh, and uh, even better team than the one that beat was seven seven three in the cup. Um, but lo and behold, um, um, we uh, gave them a, um, a goal start. Ten minutes, Jimmy Greenhoff scored. Then Jeff Nulty got a one in thirty one minutes. Then Greenhoff scored two more on 35 and 73 minutes to give them a seven a 3-1 win. Um, a much better performance than the one in the Cup. And 3-1 at Manchester United um, at Old Trafford couldn't be regarded as a as a um, total disaster. Uh, however, it, uh, um, it's uh important thing, is it... it, it uh, it doesn't damage our, our league position, but we're in any real, real uh, danger. So we come home now to a, a home game against Spurs, against Tottenham. And uh, Tottenham, as I said earlier, are the team in transition, but improving all the time. Uh, our team's unchanged. Harvey Natras, Kennedy, Cassidy, McCaffrey, Nulty, Barraclough, Mitchell, Kenny Mitchell. Uh, Burns, Gowell and, and Craig. Um, Keith Burtonshaw still the manager at Tottenham, uh, our ex-coach, or Joe Harvey's ex-coach. And their team's virtually the one that uh, um, we played the last time. Uh, Davis, Naylor, Gorman, fullback, Oz, Keith Osgood, Willie Young, Steve Perryman, Ralph Coates, Neil McNabb, John Pratt, Jerry Armstrong and Jones. The Welsh flying winger. Um, so we were expecting a, a, a difficult game. Um, 31,000 at the game. Um, and uh, we don't uh, we do not do too badly. We get off to a flying start. Nine minutes, Alan Gowland. 29 minutes, Mickey Burns makes it 2-0. And that's the way it stayed at the end of the game. Although Tottenham tried the hardest, uh, we... we Withheld what, withheld what they threw at us and came away with it with a 2-0 victory, which uh, um, again cements where we are in the league. And uh, um, we're really, really pleased. You know, that, as I say, the Gallagher corner is quite chuffed with that. It's uh, it's not uh, not a complete uh, disaster. Um, they uh, 
Next one is a home game against Leeds. We get another home game on the uh, Wednesday, and it's uh, against Leeds United. Um, it's going to be tough. Uh, um, 34,000 at the game. Um, we'll still be able to play the same team, no injuries. We, we uh, And Hearthurst Leeds with Jimmy Arnfield, still the manager, have got their full team out, Harvey, Madley, Rainey, uh, or Peter Hampton, somebody that they bring in, uh, one of their young players, Trevor Cherry, Gordon McQueen, whose daughter's on TV now, Frankie Gray, Tony Curry, Joe Jordan, who they just bought from Manchester United, and uh, Sniffer Clark, Alan Clark, and Eddie Gray, the tricky left winger for, who played for Scotland. And, uh, well, the anticipation in the, in the Gallagher corner, I know, is that we'll we should be able to hold these to a draw. Well, we do better than that because we, in, for something, in 51 minutes, young Graham Oates gives with the lead. Then 54, Mickey Burns adds a second. And then from a corner on 57, Aidan McCaffrey makes it 3-0. And just this disbelief in the Galkid corner in the space of five minutes will go from 0-0 to being 3-0 up against Leeds United. And that's the way it stayed at the end. They, they couldn't break us down, and uh, that's the way things went. It was, uh, it was, uh, uh, as I say, a very um, uh, good uh, win. And then, after that, we've got an away game at Liverpool um, at Anfield, and uh, we uh, don't need to be told that this is not going to be easy. Um, uh, our team's unchanged. We've got no injuries except that in the middle of the second half, Tommy, Tommy Cassidy has to go off injured, and Ray Blackhall comes on as a substitute. Um, Forty-six thousand at uh, at Anfield, uh, three o'clock kickoff. Bob Paisley's still the manager, and the team is international, so we're one end to the other. Um, Ray Clements, Phil Neal. Joey Jones, Phil Thompson, Ray Kennedy, Emlyn Hughes, Ian Callahan, Jimmy Case, David Fairclough. David Fairclough was the original super sub. Um, he only seemed to get on at, Man at Liverpool as a sub. And when he got on, he, he seemed to uh, always score goals. Um, Steve Highway and uh, John Toshak, the big Welsh uh, forward who, who became... Had a good managerial career, ended up managing Real Madrid for goodness sake. Um, and uh, anyway, this, this was a, it was a good match 46,000, as I say. And uh, we uh, um, hold our own after an early setback. Steve Highway scored on 11 minutes, and I think a lot of people thought, well, that's just opening the gate a lot more, but it didn't. We, it was end to end stuff, and we. We held our own for the rest of the game and only lost the one, the one nil. So um, uh, we're not done too badly. And uh, now on my way home to a home match against Ipswich Town, and uh, um, Ipswich aren't having the previous season and the season before being touted as possible championship contenders. Currently, aren't aren't in that position that they're, they're they're struggling just below halfway in the league 
So the view in the Gallagher corner is that this this is winnable for us. 34,000 at the game. Um, our side unchanged from the one that played Liverpool. And uh, Bobby Robson's still a manager of Ipswich. And their team hasn't uh, changed very much. Mick Mills, England go, uh, fullback still playing for them. Brian Talbot, Kevin Beatty, England player. John Walk, Scottish uh, forward. Paul Mara, England centre forward. Um, uh, Keith Burchison, who they bought from Coventry. And uh, um, uh, Clive, uh, Clive Woods, who, who was uh, um, on the left side of their attack. Um, always a good football inside under Bobby Robson, but uh, not very powerful. And, and uh, uh, well, everybody thought that this was going to be a, a win for Newcastle. Um, Irvin Natras scored a goal on, right on half-time, give, give us the one lead. And everybody was ready to go home. And all those, all those that went home when the 10-minute flag went down uh, were about to miss the equaliser. Because right on the stroke of 90 minutes, um, John Walk, the, the Scottish centre-forward, equalised for Ipswich. And uh, so those, as I say, those that went home on the 10-minute flag would have to read the result in the pink or in the sun, the sun on the next day. But a 1-1 uh, draw, which um, stabilised one league position, which uh, which was, uh, wasn't was uh, too bad. It was, in fact, it was quite good. Um, next match is a very, that was a Wednesday match. On the Saturday, we'll play Norwich City. And uh, it's a, it's a, um, Again, a Norwich City that's not doing very well, that um, struggling below halfway in, in in the league, and uh, everybody thinks this is this is winnable. Well, they're not they're not going to be disappointed because the Norwich uh, Graham Oates gives us a lead on eight minutes, and then um, Kevin Reeves, Norwich player, equalises. But then Aidan McCaffrey, of all people, two corners, two headers. On the thirtieth and seventy-three minutes, Alan Gowland on fifty-five, and Tommy Gray on on sixty-one. Uh, so we beat them five-one. It was uh, more than winnable, and and uh, with our usual team of uh, Mahoney, Natras, Kennedy, Ray Blackhall slipped in because of an injury. McCaffrey, Nulty, Barraclough, Oates, Barnes, Gowland, and Craig. Tommy, uh, Tommy Craig, um, and uh, Norwich. With John Bond still the manager, decent side, but um, on this day just weren't in the hunt. Um, and of course, they had Martin Peters, the ex World Cup player, in the front line, but also the two people who we got to know in Newcastle very well, uh, Viv Busby and Colin Suggett, but uh, they just weren't in the hunt. It was Newcastle's day, and, and uh, a very satisfying. 5-1 for, 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 for the Gallagher corner that day. Um, so we're now in a way match to Stoke City. And uh, um, Stoke, another team that's round about the mid, just below middle. Uh, so it's it's a game which everybody, certainly in the Gallagher corner, thinks is winnable. 13,000 in the, in the crowd, which is not a lot. Um, Stoke with all the stars, Shilton, uh, Dennis Smith, 
Uh, Dennis Smith, people will remember or possibly remember as son and manager, of course. Uh, Jimmy Robertson, Jeff Sammons, uh, Don Good, David Goodwin, and John Tudor, our old centre forward, and Terry Conroy that they got from from Leeds United. Um, and we've got the same side that we've had for for many weeks now uh, under under um, both Lee and Dennis, and uh, it's a good it's a good draw. But it, it's a nil nil. But it's still it's quite an attractive game of football, is is what I read. Um, and uh, um, so we come back with a with a point which is uh, uh, cements our position in the league, which is uh, the very least we can ask for. Um, in fact, if if one or two of those nil nails and one ones had turned out to be wins, we we, we would have been pushing the top. Um, so the next game is another away game on on the following Saturday. We're away to West Bromwich Albion. Um, and uh, again, another team that's uh, in and around the middle of the uh, of, of the league, so that uh, people think that this is a this is a winnable uh, game for us. Um, it's a good game, as, as what I read. Um, and Laurie Cunningham, the, the um, bustling centre forward, just after half time makes it one nil, and it looks like that's how it's going to going to stay. Then Stuart Barraclough, out of nowhere, um, scores an equaliser on 72 minutes, having run through their defence, down the wing and through their defence, and uh, really slammed it past their goalkeeper. Uh, our team's the same as, as usual, and their team is uh, um, still managed by Johnny Giles, the uh, ex-Irish um, um, uh, international midfielder. And they've got uh, uh, Ro Alastair Robertson at fullback, John Wiley, um, Derek Statham, Mick Martin in the midfield, Brian Robson, of course. Brian Robson, who's from Chesley Street, who used to play for Middlesbrough uh, and went to uh, West Brom and Manchester United for, for many years, and Captain England as well, of course. Laurie Cunningham, Willie Johnson, a Scottish uh, attacker, and Johnny Giles. David Cross, who the bought from, from Leicester. Um, that's a good West Brom side. Uh, however, good or, or, or not, um, uh, we come away with that 1-1 one, one draw, which uh, um, is uh, very creditable. 26,000 at the game. Uh, and uh, so we're hanging on to our league position very nicely now. It's uh, very stabilised. <clears throat> so then we're off home. On the Wednesday, to a to a home match against Coventry City, um, twenty six thousand at this game. Um, it, and I was at this game, and it was the most miserable, wet night at St James's Park I'd seen for a long time. The pitch was, um, to say it was muddy, was putting it mildly. It, it's a sort of game we wouldn't play these days. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't kick off because the referee wouldn't allow it. I mean, they were, they were ankle dip, deep in the mud, and I can remember playing on St James's Park when it was. It was like that. It was horrible. But uh, anyway, the game went on, and uh, it was uh, all long ball stuff because of the pitch as much as anything. And on fifteen minutes, Mickey Burns gives us the lead, and then after that, it it that's the way it stays because 
neither side can actually um, play any football to get near enough to go score goals. And uh, um, Gordon Millen's country city end up with a uh, taking a one nil defeat back. Um, they've bought one or two uh, new players since uh, um, the last time we played them. Ray Gooden from from West Ham, um, Ian Wallace from from uh, West Brom, and uh, Tommy Hutchison uh, from Manchester City, who was a, a quite a dangerous left-sided player. Um, but dangerous or not, they they um, they, they lost one 0 But what a miserable, horrible night it was, uh, and I'm afraid the football was was very much the same. So we now uh, stay at home because on the Saturday we've got the return match against our neighbours from Teesside, um, Middlesbrough. And uh, um, everybody's hoping for a, a victory. Um, and as I keep saying, I, I regard this as a derby match, and everybody does nowadays. 34,000 at the game, and uh, true to form. We play the same 11 that have been playing most of the season. And Middlesbrough have uh, now got uh, uh, Jack Charlton manager. Patrick Cuff's now in goal uh, because uh, Jim Platt has been transferred, transferred to Spurs. And uh, um, John Craggs and Stuart Bormer in the back line, ex-Magpies, Willie Madron, Tony McAndrew, uh, Boris Stalwarts, Terry Cooper from the board from Leeds, Graham Souness, who we 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 know, get to know much more and know even more about now. David Mills, who eventually comes to us, um, Peter uh, uh, Bernie, Alan Willie, and David Armstrong. Um, quite a good side, but David Armstrong, a local lad who who uh, is very dangerous on the left side. However, um, dangerous or not, on three minutes, Alan Kennedy um, from a a free kick on three minutes floats the ball across and everybody, including the Middlesbrough goalkeeper, leaves it and ends up in the bottom corner. Uh, and that's how it stayed at the end of the game. Uh, try try as we might, we couldn't score anything anymore. And, and they couldn't get an equaliser, but uh, it wasn't a bad game, but it wasn't uh, wasn't one of the better ones either. So we're now um, on my way to uh, an away game at uh, at Birmingham, Birmingham City, and uh, we um, twenty one thousand at the game, um, and uh, well, where Birmingham are playing, the, the, the about mid table at best. And uh, so people think, well, this this is this is winnable. This is this is uh, this is definitely winnable. So um, Willie Bell still a manager at Birmingham. Now, team goalkeeper, a young man by the name of Jim Montgomery, who used to play for our neighbours down the road for years and years and years, and ended up at uh, at Birmingham on his on his after he left the Maghams. Um, um, Joe Gallagher at centre half, strong player, Malcolm Page, Welshman, Howard Kendall, who uh, became a, a, a talented manager as well as player, Terry Hibbert, of course, who, who used to be ours, um, Trevor Francis, the um, talented uh, player, and John Connolly. 
um and uh well it it uh it uh went our way penalty on 11 minutes and tommy craig put her in the lead and lo and behold 75 minutes stephen fox gets an equalizer for them and everybody thinks oh well it's one one draws better than nothing but uh Stuart Barrowcliffe wasn't gonna have that on 89 minutes uh from the edge of the penalty area he cuts in from his, his normal right wing position and with his left foot drives in an equal a, a winner on 89 minutes and there's no way Birmingham come back from that so now we're, we're getting excited because we're climbing back up the league again um it isn't just a case of uh sticking in the middle we're, we're um we're actually we're actually starting to, to climb to the dizzy heights of the top of the top of the league so we come um back on the f following friday um and it's uh it's uh easter time of course so we've got a match on the good friday at roger park against the magams and uh we go to roger park and um well having Beating them fair and squarely at, at St James's Park, um, everybody thinks, well, surely we can at least get a point out of this, and, and they're not far wrong, except that um, Kevin Arnott gives them the lead just before half time, just after half time. Rob Lee, Bob Lee, rather, the uh, midfielder scores the second, so they're two 0 up. And then on seventy minutes, Paul Cannell gets one. And then Tommy Craig, um, drifting into the channel from, from his midfield position, scores a real screamer uh, from about 30 yards to make a 2-2 draw at, uh, at Roger Park. So to say that people went bananas is putting it mildly. 51,000 at the, at the game, and uh, it was... Uh, um, it was an attractive derby. It was it was end-to-end -end stuff. And uh, Sunderland now, of course, have changed their manager to Jimmy Adamson, the ex-Burnley manager and ex-Burnley captain. Uh, and uh, their team uh, is uh, Barry Siddle, Mick Duggerty, Joe Bolton, Kevin Arnott, Sean Elliott, Jack, uh, Jack Ashurst, Bobby Kerr, Doug Collins, um, Melvin Holden, Bob Lee and Gary Rowell. And uh, our team unchanged from the one that's been playing all season, uh, and uh, um, very creditable to do to draw, which uh, which uh, I do remember being at actually, because when it went to two nil, I think a lot of a lot of magpies decided to go home because they thought that was we were going to get a shellacking, but we didn't. They they kept their end up and kept going. Um, the only Mem personal memory I have is, of that game is, is that um, um, it was one of those where my father and I uh, walked across through the tiny tunnel to Jarrett to get a, a bus in the Sunderland to go to the match. And the bus we picked up was the one that had come from Ashton, but it was full of Ashton Sunderland supporters. There weren't, there weren't Newcastle supporters, but they knew that me and my dad were Newcastle supporters. So we used to get my leg pulled mercilessly on the bus. The only trouble is with this one, when we went back to get the bus, it had gone, it had buggered off and left with Sunderland. <laughs> we didn't get a bus, so we ended up having to get a, get the train and all the rigmarole of having to go to the central station and, and all the rest of it. So um, it, it, it's one of those things that causes you to 
remember a football match. So 2-2 at the maxims and then we're holding my league position quite nicely. Quite nicely. And and I've got to say, uh, in the Gallagher corner, to some surprise because of the, the mayhem over Lee's sacking and what went on before, um, I don't. I think people in the Gallagher corner were worried that we were going to be at the wrong end of the league uh, in this season. But uh, here we are, um, actually sitting just above the middle of the league and, and quite comfortable. So the next next game is a uh, home game against Leicester City, and uh, thirty three thousand at the game. Uh, always an attractive football side. Um, and we play our usual side with Mahoney, Natris, Kennedy, Cassidy, McCaffrey, Nulty, Barraclough, Blackhall, Burns, Gowland, and Tommy Craig. Um, Jimmy Bloomfield, still the manager of Leicester. Um, Leicester, of course, lost the goalkeeper to Stoke, um, and they've now got Mark Wallington in their, in their goal. Stephen Whitworth and Dennis Rolfe as the fullbacks. Steve Kember, who they paid a lot of money to Crystal Palace for in midfield. And uh, they had uh, Frank Worthington, the great character at centre forward, who used to like wearing his uh, uh, Me Mexican style mustachio. Uh, and his shorts pulled up at the middle um, so tight that must must have been making them cringe. But never mind, they used to do it every game. And uh, Brian Alderson and uh, Stephen uh, Bigwell, um, an attractive list aside, um, and uh, on this particular game with uh, 32,500 there, um, not an attractive game, it was a nil-nil draw, and it was quite a miserable nil-nil draw, I have to say. They could have played another whole match, and neither, neither side would have scored. Um, it was uh, so so poor uh, in... in uh, Entertainment value was was such really, and we're now away to um, uh, sorry, where we? Yeah, but now at home, that was on a Saturday, and the following Saturday we've got another home match to West Ham United, and uh, um, the West Ham United aren't playing very well at all, and uh, everybody. Certainly, the Maylock and the Gallagher corner are all thinking, "Well, this is winnable. This is this is winnable," and and winning would put us definitely in the top six. I mean, would uh, heady heights for 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 us. Um, there's no doubt about it. Thirty thirty one thousand at the game. Um, West Ham come with the team, with strong team. John Lyle still the manager. Mervyn Day, Billy Bonds, Frank Lampard. Um, Tommy Taylor, Mick McGiven, who they bought from Sunderland not long before this game, Alan Devonshire, Trevor Brooklyn, Alan Taylor, um, and John Ratford, and Pop Robson, of course, who, who they bought from us. Um, but they're not playing very well, and, and uh, so there's a hope that we, we do something about this. Well, those hopes were, were fulfilled because on 45 minutes just before they went in, for half-time, Alan Gowland put in the lead. Straight after half time, Paul Canal made it 2 0. And then Jeff Nultley with a free kick on 80 minutes made it 3 0. And my memory of that game was that West Ham weren't in the game. Uh, normally, uh, 
I'm sure other people feel like this. When, when you get a team that come and, and they've got a couple of ex-magpies in the side, you think they're gonna they're gonna bleed blood to do something against her. Well, I've got to say, Pop Robson didn't get a kick. Didn't get a kick. It wasn't in the game at all, I'm afraid. And uh, much the relief of, of the Gallagher call out and tell it because they were expecting fireworks every time he got the ball. So we 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 we, we um, get the point against West Ham. We're now away at the QPR, and uh, um, the uh, QPR are scrambling for their lives at this stage. Um, they um, still got um, David Sexton as their manager, and their team is. Hardly changed from, from the last time we played them. Parks, Shanks, Gillard, John Hollands, Frank McClintock, David Webb, Peter Eastor, Ron Abbott, Don Masson, Middlesbrough, Eddie Kelly, and Don Givens, a, a fast left-sided player. And uh, our side is uh, um, unchanged, except that halfway through the the first, the second half, rather, uh, Alan Gowlands and Jordan Ray Blackhall comes on which slightly unbalances our team, but that's by the by. Um, we uh, struggle in the first half. It's a, a terrible uh, first half, uh, possibly because Don Givens gives them a four-minute lead and we're struggling to, to get an equaliser. However, 62 minutes, Stuart Barraclough gets the equaliser. Then on 70 minutes, Irvin Natras scores one of his few goals from Newcastle uh, from a free kick. And uh, we, we come home from uh, London with a, a QPR with a 2-1 win. And now the excitement's grown because with another couple of wins, and we're starting to be pushing my noses into top four, never mind top six. And uh, that's that's heady stuff for, for, um, for Newcastle United. So our next game's at home and it's against Arsenal. And... Uh, um, uh, a game which uh, we know is not going to be be easy because Arsenal are playing out of their skin and and, and pushing for the ch the championship. Forty five thousand at the game, which is quite a compliment to uh, to Arsenal. Our team unchanged. Um, uh, Gowland's back after his injury. Arsenal. Um, Jimmy Rimmer. Uh, in goal, Willie Young, fullback, Pat Rice, Sammy Nelson, David O'Leary, uh, John Matthews, Jordy Armstrong, Alan Hudson, uh, Liam Brady, Frank Stapleton, and Malcolm McDonald uh, in in the Arsenal side. And uh, we navigate the half time just one nil down with uh, one goal and. You can guess who scored the wrong goal. <laughs> Malcolm McDonald, Super Mac did it on 41 minutes. And if I remember rightly, it was a it was a thunder, thunder, a thunderball uh, from the edge of the box, uh, nearly busting it. And then on uh, 55 minutes, their substitute John Matthews uh, came on and uh, scored the second one. Uh we were we weren't really in the game, is the honest answer. Um, we tried and tried, but it was a, a huff and puff sort of trying because Arsenal were just just too strong. And 
there's no doubt that, that every time Superman got the ball, our defenders were all over the place, um, not knowing which way to go, to be perfectly honest. And we're now off to an away game at Leicester um, and uh, hoping that uh, um, we... Uh, this is a this is a winnable game. They they are not playing very well. Um, Fifteen thousand at the game. Um, they've got their strong team out, and so have we. Unchanged, um, you know, um, Mahoney, Natris, Kennedy, Cassidy, McCaffrey, McNulty, Barraclough, Canal, Burns, um, uh, Alan Gowlin, and uh, Tommy Craig. Um, Unfortunately, we, we it's one of those games where games when we just didn't turn up. Leicester scored on right at the death. Everybody thought we were going to get a nil-nil. Well, uh, Steve Earl scored for them on uh, right on ninety minutes from a pass from Frank Worth in the centre forward. Uh, but it was uh, we we didn't turn up. Is the honest answer. In that game and, and uh, thoroughly deserved not to get anything out of it is is, is what i read um so we now um that's on wednesday following saturday we're off to ipswich town and uh um we uh hoping that because uh, ipswich aren't um exactly on top form uh, that we might get something out of this, um, but unfortunately, um, the defeated Leicester seems to have knocked the stuffing out of everybody. Twenty-five thousand at the game, Ipswich, of course, still managed by Bobby Robson. Um, they've added to their squad with George Burley, the Scottish fullback, coming in for them, um, and uh, Roger Osborne joining them, and. Uh, um, Paul Mariner and Trevor Weinmark and John Walk, the Scottish uh, attacker, um, formed quite a strong attacking uh, force for them and became extremely dangerous. And, and they, they were crawling up the league. And Roger Osborne on 53 minutes and John Walk on 72 scored two goals and uh, beat us 2-0. The reality is, is that we... Despite me huffing and puffing, we never got near to scoring a goal. So the 2-0 defeat was uh, it was ex to be expected, unfortunately. Or to be accepted. There's nothing much that we could do about it. But uh, nevertheless, um, um, that's exactly what uh, what happened. We uh, then come back to... Um, uh, A home game, sorry, we, we then come back to uh, a home game against, it says in the official um, uh, uh, stats, an international level 11, and that tells you nothing. What it really was, was Joe Harvey's testimonial against Don Revy's 11. You know, and... It's just to label that in, the, in the, these official stats as an international eleven. Yeah, that's fair enough. But to forget that it was Joe Harvey's testimonial, um, 
I, I would sack whoever printed this. I mean, for goodness sake, um, as it happens, 15,000 turned up. Um, now, I don't know why I wasn't there. It could be that I was away somewhere for the university because I was starting to travel quite a bit for the university there. When I came back and spoke to my father about it, he and he and uh, my uncle Tom that was still alive and one of the other two members of the family were quite upset at the fact, and they had gone to the match, that there was only 15,000 there. They, they'd hoped they'd see 30 or 40,000 there for Joe Harvey. Uh, bearing in mind what he did for the club, but uh, it didn't happen. He, you know, he got his plaque later on, but uh, it just didn't seem right to them, and, and didn't seem right to me either. But uh, nonetheless, so whoever printed this, I would sack. You know, in international eleven, uh, is doesn't doesn't tell you anything at all. Um, it was uh, entertaining game five five two the international level eleven one. Uh, and uh, of course, uh, um, Dalgleish and Mill scored all the goals, um, and it's it's an attractive side that that, that came uh, for Joe Harvey, and uh, um, as I say, it, it, it just uh, beggars belief that they would label that as a, a friendly against an international eleven. Um, he. Um, also had entertainment before and after at half time and before the match. And the entertainment before the match, as my memory is, was that it was dogs, uh, agility for dogs and assault courses and for dogs. And, and uh, it was quite, I gather, I mean, because I wasn't there, I gather from where I was told it was, it was quite fun. But more importantly, at half time uh, at the match, they had the Coldstream Guards band marching up and down St James's Park. Well, I used to love that as a, as a supporter when the guards came. We don't see them now. I, I guess because we don't bother to ask for them. Or maybe it's because they're too expensive. I don't know. Uh, with, with the current government situation. Um, but I used to love it when we went to the match and there was a military band. Usually the guards, the Marines, the Royal Air Force Central Band was always a favourite as well. Favourite of my my old dad who used to get terribly upset when they were there because he, he's XREF and, and that was his band sort of thing. Um, and Joe Harvey had the Coldstream Guards, which uh, which played at half time, and everybody enjoyed that. So at least he, he had a, a positive send-off in that sense. But uh, as I say, to label it as a friendly against an international eleven, I think, is uh, is nothing short of disgraceful. So the next game is a is a, a, a an away game no, sorry, a home game against Aston Villa. And uh, we uh, um, can win this one. Uh, we're going we're gonna to push top four, if, if we can. Um, and we do. We, we win it 3-2. Uh, Brian Little scores a first-minute goal for them. And then Paul Cannell gets a one on four minutes, one on 24 minutes. And Graham Oates in between on 15 minutes makes it 3-1. And then on 74 minutes, Brian Little gets a second for Villa. And we come out winners 3-2. Um, a great game. Excellent game uh, at, at St. James's with uh, 30,000 at the match. Uh, and uh, that really cements was solidly in the, in the, in the top half of the division, of, of, of the first division, which... Uh, 
I have to say, with what all had gone on before the previous season and early into this season with, with uh, Lee's uh, shenanigans and, and the upset that caused, uh, people weren't expecting that. It was it was uh, uh, with one league game to, to, to left to go, we, we end up our season in a way game at Everton. And uh, um, we uh, hope to get a win to push us in the top four. Well, we don't. We got well and truly beaten by Everton. Martin Dobson on six minutes. Duncan McKenzie, who they bought from Leeds United, Mercurial centre forward, on eight minutes, 2-0 down. And we were never in the game after that. And and, and that's how it stayed. But nonetheless, we, we, we still stayed well above mid-table, which was something of a of a surprise for 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 people um the uh um next was that another program steve no no um the next uh, series of games are more friendlies would you believe that season's over but we're still going to play some friendlies we'll go to bradford city uh and uh play bradford city at uh and uh win four three uh, with uh, 7,000 at the game. Now, what that was about to help Bradford, I don't know. They then go to Malta, get them some sunshine or something. Salima Wanderers, which is, used to be Malta's top team, and and we we, we beat them 4 0. So then the lads get a nice suntan with uh, 3,000 in the crowd. And on my way home, we just happened to pop into Florence and play Florentina in a friendly and draw 1-1 with them, with Alan Gowlin scoring the goal with 10,000 at, at, at that game. And that wraps that season up. A better season than people were hoping for. Oh, that's that's the, the, the table. And, and you can see where we ended up. We just sneaked into the top four. And with if, if one or two of those 1-1s and nil-nils that we had, that turned into victories, it would have been even better than that. But that's not what um, people expected, I've got to confess. The Gallagher, Gallagher corner would have been um, sweating when that season started, that we would be down around the, the, the bottom end. Well, I think that's uh, um, against Manchester City, I think. Yeah, yeah. And that's the old... Uh, the old waste strip that we used to use in, those, in that season. And I think that's, and that's the home strip, which is the one some people like. Um, I just find the stripes a bit too broad, but uh, otherwise. But as I say, the, the, the upshot was we had a far, far better season than, than people anticipated because the, the furore over Lee and, and the players, the rumour was they went on strike to get Dennis appointed. Um, I, I'm not sure that that's right, but there certainly was a lot of discussion about it. Uh, and uh, all of that uh, suggested to the supporters that uh, this was going to knack our season. Well, it didn't. They had some good performances, and the net result was that they they ended up in the top four. Um, so that's uh, 76, 77, uh, Steve, which... Uh, Great stuff, uh, George. As always, for, thoroughly enjoyed sitting listening to it. Well, far more entertaining than people expected because, as I say, all, all sorts of things were going on around the club, and 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 the, um, and as I say, the the thing that cemented what was going to happen, as I said earlier on, was that match at A, when 
Lee sent a team of kids to try and win that match and then came out in the pit as defending himself. Instead of backing off a little bit, he went for it. I'll pick the team and all that sort of tripe. And and, and he, even when he came up, he had to do a talking with me a few years ago, a manager's evening with, he was still defending his system. Um, you know, up until the end, still defended yeah. his system and still said he was right. A very, you know, very arrogant guy or a guy who was yeah. very confident. I'll leave it for the viewers to decide. George, well, as always, season 76, 77. Pleasure to listen to it. Look forward to getting you on again soon. And Take care. Enjoy the season. There's another one ready whenever you are, Steve. Okay. Take care, George. Thanks for watching, everybody. Bye bye. Thanks to David Cook for providing a few extra. Indeed, food. indeed. That was nice. Yes. Thank Thanks, you. Bye bye. Bye. A big thanks to all our sponsors, Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 25 email inquiries at skipsandbins.com, website skipsandbins.com, easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection. Thanks also to Mr Vicky's, Handmade in Cumbria, these sauces are really hot stuff. You can order them by emailing info at mrvickies.co.uk or by telephoning 01768 102. Thanks to Neil and the guys at Media Arts for all the help with the video side of things. And thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls End, Newcastle. And the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. If you want to subscribe to the show, hit the subscribe button tonight. It is free. Hit the thumb up under the video to like the video and click share to share to your other social media. If you want to join the channel, hit join. There's three different tiers. Pick the one that suits you and help support the channel financially. If you want to pay a one-off membership fee of £25 and get these goodies, a scarf, a pen, a cup, and entry into the monthly draw, then go to NUFC Matters and look for Membership Pack. Failing that, get your smartphone and put it over the QR code, and it will take you straight there. We're also a podcast, and you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and other podcast providers usually goes up 24 hours after the show has finished. We also support the food bank on this channel. If you want to make a virtual donation today at the Matchday Bucket, go to nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk and you can make a deposit today. Don't forget to enter the Shira raffle. There's 150 tickets, £1 per ticket, and you can win a limited edition signed Alan Shearer ball. Enter now at nufcmatters.com. If you have a look on our website, we've also got a vast range of mugs, T-shirts, cups and whatever else takes your fancy. The Isaac T-shirt is proven popular this month. 16.99 plus delivery from nufcmatters.com. Don't forget as well, we do a, a range of events over the course of the year. We have Peter Beardsley, an up-close and personal evening at the Time Mouse Surf Cafe. Limited tickets remain 25th of April. Get them now from surfcafetimemouth.co.uk or from ticketweb.uk. There's also an evening with Peter Beardsley on May the 19th at the Tyneside Irish Centre and you can get tickets from newcastlelegends.com and tickets are £50. Don't forget our end of season due takes place 27th of May, 7 o'clock at the Tyneside Irish Centre. Tickets for that one are a tenner and ufcmatters.com is where you can get your tickets for that. In June... Thursday, the 1st of June, to be precise, Rob Lee will be at Louis Liquor Store in the Big Market in Newcastle, and tickets for that are available direct from the venue. And an evening with Rob Lee, Lee Clark and John Beresford takes place the next evening on Friday, the 2nd of June at the Grand Hotel in Gosforth. This is a charity event, 
and tables are of 10 700 pound and you can book them by contacting natalie at healandtour.org.uk or visiting their website in july gavin peacock is in newcastle on july the 10th at the tyneside iris center tickets for that are available from nufcmatters.com and he also uh, takes uh, an evening with at the Surf Cafe in Tynemouth on the 11th of July. So get your tickets direct from the venue for that one as well. And if you're a boxing fan, the Night of Champions, Ricky Hatton, Frank Bruno, Nigel Benn and Joe Calzaghi takes place at the Fed. Uh, and that will be taking place on the 16th of June. More dates to be added. Tickets from all those events, www.goldstarpromotions.co.uk.